listening to the WLW Sports Network at the half. Finds the Bad Axe Hatchets leading the LA Bearcats in the final week of the regular season in a low-scoring affair, 7-0. Bad Axe leading Ubley, 7-0. Just one score between the two squads. And Dave Hansen, watch take us through our scoring play of that first half. Very good. Play is singular. No score at the end of the first quarter, 0-0. But in the middle of the second quarter, the Bad Axe Hatchets would strike first and be the only touchdown of the half. And it was Keaton Brown on a four-yard touchdown run. Meinhold would add the extra point. And that's how the half would end with one Bad Axe touchdown, seven to Ubley, zero. We've had a number of different ways each drive has ended tonight. Ubley won the toss, elected to receive. They marched down the field just 16 total yards before turning over on downs. Could not convert on fourth down. Bad Axe then gets the ball eight plays later. They punt things away. Ubley then with a huge 62-yard run to start that drive. The next play, Kalnoburski fumbled the ball and gave the back, ball back to the Bad Axe Hatchets. Entering into the second quarter is when that scoring play with Keaton Brown with a four-yard run. Then Ubley with a three-and-out punt responding to that touchdown. Gives the ball back to the Bad Axe Hatchets. They can't do anything with it. Then it's a turnover on Downs at the 41-yard line of Ubley. And then Ubley gets the ball back for the final 40 seconds of that first half. And we're here at halftime with a one-possession lead. 7-0 Bad Axe leading. But it certainly feels like all momentum and the score is on the sides securely on the Hatchets. They sure are. They, they dominated the first half. And I think the Hatchets are, are lucky. Are, should be ahead by more, I guess is what I'm getting at. The, the Bearcats just... They were flat. They didn't have an answer for the running game. Uh, Bad Axe just slowly pushed them down the field. However, the, Hatch, the Bearcats come out with two of the most explosive plays in the game and did nothing with them. You saw the opening kickoff. Mark Heilig, I, I think it was about well, just under 50 yards. He took, flipped the field right to start the game. Nothing. Later in the game, Evan Peruski, a 59-yard run. Three and out after that. Just all of a sudden, it's like, oh, there's Ubley. They kicked it in gear. Nope. Nope. Bad Axe responds defensively again. And it's one of those things where I, I keep thinking about last week's game, and I, that game was just amazing to me how well the Lakers played and had every answer for the Hatchets. Hatchets could do nothing. I feel like we're looking in this kind of the similar role, not saying that uh, the Hatchets were huge underdogs, but you can see the Hatchets having every answer for what the Bearcats are at. If Ubley goes play action, those pass, those receivers recovered, and we've seen a couple slips. Uh, Evan Peruski especially has slipped and fell in open space uh, a couple different times, and it's hurt him. And outside of Mark Heilig, uh, and very little Mark Heilig, a special teams and Evan Peruski in offense, this offense did nothing. It has an absolutely nothing. I know you're going to go over here shortly, but uh, just 87 yards of offense for a team that averages almost 50 a night. Points, that is. Uh, unbelievable first half and, and almost perfectly played by the Hatchet so far. The Ubley Bearcats with 17 plays on offense for 87 yards. And you think about it, of those 87 yards, 62 of them came on one play from Evan Peruski. So 50, uh, excuse me, 25 yards on the other 16 plays for the Bearcats in this first half. 15 carries, 87 yards, and one fumble, no scores. Passing the ball 0 for 2 through the air for Evan Peruski. Evan Peruski, the eight carries for 71 yards. Matt Brandle, one carry for six yards. Mark Heilig, three carries, five yards. And Kalnoburski, three carries, five yards, and the fumble. Peruski through the air 0 for 2. Intended receivers Kyle Sweeney and Chris er, uh, Oswald can't bring in either pass. And for the Bad Axe Hatchets, 139 yards on the ground, nothing through the air. They're also 0 for 2 through the air. 
26 carries, 139 yards for the Bad Axe Hatchets in one touchdown, averaging 5.3 per play. The Ugly Bearcats, because of that big 62-yard run from Evan Bruski, they're averaging 5.8. When you take that out of there, a little bit of a different story. Griffin Meinhold leading the charge for the Bad Axe offense on nine carries for 64 yards, averaging over seven yards per carry. He's carried the ball 35% of the time for the Hatchets. Evan Shank is next with six carries for 33 yards. Devin Howard, three carries, 24 yards. And Keaton Brown, eight carries for 18 yards, but he has the lone score in this ballgame, averaging 2.3 per carry. He's carried the ball 31% of the time. Through the air, Brown is 0 for 2, both intended for Griffin Meinhold. On defensive side of things, Bad X with 14 tackles in one sack and one fumble recovery. The Ugly Bearcats, 27 tackles and one tackle for a loss. Leading the charge for the Bearcat defense, no surprise here whatsoever, Aiden Makoviak, number 57, with eight tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Ethan Gilla gets six tackles, Mark Heilig at five, Evan Bruski at three, Matt Brandle and Camden Bruski with two, and Parker Bruski with one tackle. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, leading the charge, Evan Schenk, very distributed tackling here, Evan Schenk with three, Griffin Meinhold two, Jake McPhee two tackles and the one fumble recovery. Jack Hollingsworth, Blake Talansky, Devin Howard, Noah Braun, and Sam Haas, each with one tackle. Sam Haas also the sack. Impressive night here so far for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Ubley in the halftime locker room or the end zone right here. Talking things through, trying to get things back on track. This is not the typical Ubley Bearcat squad that we are used to seeing. And But like you said, Dave, Bad Axe has had an answer for every single thing that they didn't have an answer for last week. Completely changed the script from last week. And, and as bad as the first half went for the Bearcats, that turnover is the reason that Bad Axe is on the board. And, and as much as as better and as seemed like more efficient time of possession, you name it, is in the favor of the Hatchets, the Bearcats had sort of that bend-not-break style defense. But when they turned it over where they did... They gave Bad X an opportunity to score, and they took advantage of it. So that's really been the difference in the game is the Bearcats don't turn the ball over, but they did tonight, and that's what's cost them that first score. Otherwise, it's been pretty even, even though uh, the Hatchets have had the ball a lot longer and have run a ton more plays. But it's just very strange to see probably Bearcats with three of their four main ball carriers with less than seven yards rushing apiece. Um, just unbelievable. In other area scores, in A-player football, Morris leads Deckerville after the end of the first quarter, 24-12. And a high-powered offense on both sides of the ball there between Morris and Deckerville. Morris currently doubling up Deckerville, 24-12. Akron Fairgrove at halftime leading Caseville, 40-0 in Caseville for homecoming for the Eagles. In 11-player football, sometime in the first quarter, Caro is leading Burton Bendel, 14-0. And at halftime, Cass City... 30-0 over Beaverton. After an 0-3 start for the Red Hawks, they have won four of their last five games, and they're well on their way to making that five of their last six games. Impressive indeed the turnaround in Cass City. And it sure appears that they're going to slide right into a, a district that we're going to get to know really well. And a team I don't know if anybody wants to draw right now uh, in the no. first round. In uh, crossover games in the Great Northern Conference, Harbor Beach leads at halftime over USA 14-6. Now, the USA scored first there, 6-0, and Harbor Beach has scored twice ever since in USA tonight in the final week of the regular season. Before playoffs start next week, of course, the selection Sunday will be announced this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. They'll be released on Bailey Sports, or on uh, what used to be Fox Sports Detroit, 
And, of course, we'll have all the details. No strong side this Sunday. I'm in Charlevoix for a wedding. Frankly, that's the whole reason. But we'll be back with a strong side next Sunday to discuss the playoffs, and we'll have all the details exactly where we're going in the playoff picture. Yeah, looking forward to it. And I'm sure, uh, you know, we'll get it out there on social media when we decide where yes. we're going and who. But, uh, you know, this game is going to determine a lot about what happens uh, for us and uh, as well as Harbor Beach, Marlette. Uh, all these teams, still some shaking up to do. And this game here has a lot of importance. Uh, we'll really keep an eye on it because Bad Axe could go from a potential one seed to a potential three or four seed in a hurry with, with Reese probably leading their game. So a lot to find out, a lot to happen before we get to make that decision. And uh, we have another great half coming in front of us. I expect to see a couple more scores, though, in this half. We'll return in three minutes with your half second half action in the final week of the regular season. It's Bad Axe leading Ubley 7-0 after two quarters of play right here on the WLW Sports Network. WLW Sports Network. We played 24 minutes. 24 minutes remain in regulation. And it's a one-possession ball game. We've had just one score between the two teams tonight. 7-0. Bad X leading the Ubley Bearcats in a dominant performance from the blue and gold so far in the first two quarters. 139 yards and 28 plays for the Bad X Hatchets. 17 plays for the Ubley Bearcats and 87 yards. Ubley with just three first downs in that first half, 0 for 4 on third downs and 1 for 2 on fourth downs. They held the ball for 31% of the time, just 7 minutes and 24 seconds for the Bearcat on time of possession. The Bad Axe Hatchets, 8 first downs, that's 5 more than Ubley. 3 for 6 for 50% on third down conversions, 1 for 2 on fourth down for 50%. And they've had the ball for 69% of the time with 16 minutes and 36 seconds time of possession. It's just very strange to see a local team stop the wing tee of the Bearcats. And even when the Bearcats pivoted to do something different, Badex answered that too. And I don't know if they'll be able to keep it up for another half the way the first half went, but I know the Bearcats have lots of things up their sleeves that they're going to pull out, whether it's be simply pounded right back at them. But uh, it was a very impressive defensive performance by the Hatchets. The offense did plenty as well. A lot of guys carrying the ball. Evan Shank, six carries, averaging over five a pop. Uh, even Devin Howard averaging eight yards a carry on his three carries. Griffin Meinhold, you know, what can you say? He's a stud. He's averaging seven yards a carry, 64 yards. On the Bearcats' side, one guy is hit seven yards rushing, and that's Evan Peruski. Somebody on that side is going to have to step it up. Brett Mueller's kick for the Bearcats comes in at the 14-yard line, brought in by Blake Tlaski. He's across the 20 and across the 25, still on his feet across the 30, and tackled forward across out to the 37-yard line. Tackle made by 23 of the Ubley special teams. That will be Seth Maurer, a sophomore, 5'10", 180 pounds. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets in their own territory, their own 37 after a nice return from Blake Tulaski. You just don't hear this very often, but poor tackling by the Bearcats. Kyle Sweeney, Candon Peruski, some household names here. 
with complete whiffs on that tackle as the return man just runs right through both of them and gets pretty good field position for the home team to start this drive and an opportunity to go up two scores and really put the pressure on the Bearcats. 27-yard return for Blake Tulaski sets him up with their own 37-yard line. Single wing to the right and a direct snap to Keaton Brown. Takes his time and finds a seam across the 40 out to the 41-yard line for a four-yard gain. Obli swarming to the ball. White jerseys all over him. Tackle made by Camden Peruski, linebacker, 5'9", 175-pound sophomore. Second down, six to go after a four-yard game. Uh, just very patient. He's got a, a Le'Veon Bell feel to him. There, there's no hurry. There's no excitement. A lot of patience, cool under pressure. And Keaton Brown follows those blockers one at a time. He's the last guy through that hole and gets three yards before anybody even touches him. Give him a gain of four total on the play. Devin Howard and Evan Shank in the backfield. In the single wing for the Bad Axe Hatchets, splitting the hash marks of their own 41-yard line. Direct snap to Devin Howard. Bounces off the first tackle, and the second tackle brings him down in his tracks at the 41-yard line. Here's a forward progress. Has him stopped all the way out of the 43-yard line. Matt Brandle brought him down with authority, and they're going to give him a sizable uh, a sizable spot there out to the 43-yard line for a two-yard gain. Yeah, I'm not sure. When you go backwards like that on your own, that, that you've given up that forward progress. And uh, But nonetheless, uh, a good stop there by the Bearcat defense, not allowing that yard after contact. And when he bounces off of him, Matt Brandle there does not miss him and puts him on the ground cleanly. Third down and a long five now for the Hatchets. Hollingsworth wide to the left, working just off the right hash, right to left cross the radio, the blue jerseys of the Bad Axe Hatchets. And we have a false start on the going for the hard count, and the Bad Axe jump for it themselves. And this is going to be a false start, pushing them back five yards. Dead ball foul. False start on the offense. That will be charged for Hayden Miles, who's filling in at right guard. He typically plays tight end. But with that injury to Austin Vollmering, they shifted Hayden Miles into that right guard position. Jack Miller took tight end possession, and right there, I think, is a symptom of that. Well, he's used to being on the line ready for a snap count, so uh, I know Coach Polkley isn't going to allow that much slack. <laughs> You're much nicer than he is, apparently, but uh, that, that's a big play, and that is a break that the Obley Bearcats needed because on a third down and five, if you give up four, the Bearcats are going, or the uh, Hatchets are going for it. It does not matter. But now on third down and ten, these Bearcat defense can be aggressive and try to force a punt. Back to pass, staying in the pocket, it is intercepted by Ubley. Evan Pruski at the 45, now down to the 30, to the 20, cuts back in at the 15, the 10, it's a pick six. Matt Ubley scores on the interception from Keaton Brown. Evan Pruski, the other quarterback, brings it in for the score. A huge swap of emotions and momentum. Obli on the board on a defensive touchdown makes us a one-point game, 7-6. to Obli does not fall for the play action, and Keaton Brown makes a rookie mistake. He stares down Jake McPhee and stares him down. The defense collapses to where his eyes are going, and that's McPhee. There's a guy underneath. There's a guy over the top. Double coverage. He throws it anyways, and when it sails in front of and, and over top of Jake McPhee, who's there but that safety, and that's Evan Peruski, and he catches it cleanly and turns it into instant points for the ugly Bearcat defense. Brett Mueller trying to make this a tie ball game as the kick is up. It's blocked by Badex as the line swarmed to that kick in the pick. PAT is blocked by Badex special teams. Badex still leads by one point. 7-6 with 9.40 remaining in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network.
Hubley kicks down to the 14-yard line, brought in by Blake Tulaski. Fights out for a hard-fought 10 yards. And then we have a flag about a country mile away from the play on the opposite hash mark of the 41-yard line. The ball sits right now at the 24. Of course, all this set up after an interception for the pick six, brought in by Evan Bruski, intercepting Keaton Brown. From 45 yards out, the PAT was blocked, making this a one-point ball game. Bad X 7, Ublis on the board, but with six points. As the uh, officials yep. decide what they're going to do with this penalty, that was a big block there by the Bad X special teams because now does it force Ubley, who's been kicking extra points all year, to go, from two, to go for two if they score another chance? be interesting to see how this game plays out now. And now we finally hear from Brian Roberts from Midland, the earth referee tonight. Dead ball foul. After the return, personal foul on the kicking team number 77. So tack on an additional 15 yards. That will go against Ethan Gillig. Like we, like we said, that was way away from the play. And so instead of from the 24, from the 39-yard line. <laughs> so 9.35 left here. As what you can't hear is the official still has his mic on, so we've muted that at least. 9.35 left here in the third. From the 24-yard line, tack on 15 yards on the personal foul against Ubley. So Badax will have this one from the 39-yard line. The officials are still figuring this one out, though, as they start to march off 15. There we go. So... Favorable field position for the Bad Axe Hatchets, trying to regain momentum on their side. Certainly a blocked PAT has brought a little momentum back to their side already with a one-point lead. 7-6 to six from their own 39-yard line. Yeah, leave it to these two teams to come down to a special teams play and a big defensive play to be the biggest splash of the evening. But with 9.35 to go in the third quarter, this is a one-point game. Bad Axe still has the lead as their offense comes back on the field after throwing a very big pick six against the defense. Blake Tulaski gets the direct snap. He tries to find a hole and probably swallows him up very quickly. Camden Baruski brings him down after just a gain of a yard out to the 40-yard line. Forward progress is stopped with authority for a one-yard gain. Second down and nine from the Badax 40-yard line. Swarming to the football, though. You see Matt Brandle. You see, you mentioned Camden Peruski, Aiden Makoviak there. So, Bearcat defense now, a little bit energized now after that pick six, getting their offense a, a cheap six points to get on the board. And Blake Tulaski in that Evan Shank roll tries to dive straight ahead. No room to run, a gain of a yard on the play. Second down and nine from the 40-yard lines. Hollingsworth wide to the right. Direct snap to Griffin Meinhold, trying to find the left side, reverses to the immediate middle. And Ubley's four, Y five, six white jerseys bring him down. They say Ford Progress had him stop the original line of scrimmage, lead the charge. Camden Bruski with a second straight tackle for the Bearcat defense. Third down and nine from the Bannock's 40-yard line. And Griffin Meinhold, he is a playmaker, and, and but these things are going to happen. They finally get outside, take away the edge on the direct snap to Griffin Meinhold, and when he loses the edge, he cuts back to the middle of the field and woos there four white jerseys to clean him up for a loss of one on the play. And all of a sudden, another momentum change in this game as the Ubley defense back into a unique scenario again. Third down and 10. Last time they picked off Brown. We'll see if Badax throws it again. Third and nine. 
Direct snap to Griffin Meinhold. Has a lead blocker. He's going to be brought down after just a three-yard, maybe four-yard gain out to the 44-yard line, short of that first down marker by five yards. And number number 57, Aiden McCovia, going to be credited with that tackle. And stop brings up a fourth down and five in their own territory. Benex more than likely going to have to punt this one away. I would think so. I think if they get two or three more yards, they might consider it. But fourth down and five uh, in your own end zone or in your own side of the field, your defense technically has not given up a score yet. I think I punted away and trust that my defense can do what they did in the first half. So a three and out punt for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Cannot respond after throwing an interception, interception pick six, which fit ugly on the board. Griffin Meinhold stands his own 34-yard line away in the snap. There it is. A little low kick, but it bounces deep down to the 21-yard line, brought in by Mark Heilig. Breaks free, one tackle, gets out to the 34-yard line before he's finally stopped by Sam Haas on special teams. First and 10 for the Ugly Bearcats of their own 34-yard line. Left right across the radio, it's a one-point ball game. Seven to six. Badax still leads Ugly, but Ugly back on offense. Nice kick there by Meinhold. It's a low angled kick, goes up the sideline, bounces. Heilig does a nice job, patient, smothers the ball, picks it up. Could have easily just let that die. You see a lot of special teamers do that, but they trust him as a playmaker to scoop that thing up. He makes two guys miss, splits defenders, and gets a decent return at their own 34-yard line, down a point. This is Ubley's chance now, momentum a little bit on their side, to get this running game going and, re and get their first lead of the night. Hand off to Mark Heilig on a first and 10 from the 34, and Banax's defense stifles that one from the get-go. Gets out to the 35-yard line. A gain of a yard, a stop made by Jake McPhee, middle linebacker, 6'4", 218-pound junior. Second down and nine for the Ubley Bearcats. You can see each of those linebackers, whether it be McPhee, Hollinsworth, they have gap A, gap B. This is where I'm going to be, and I'm going to fill it every single time to try and take away that wing T offense. And that time, uh, uh, Mark Heilig runs right into the arms of one of the best tacklers uh, in the greater thumb west, and that's Jake McPhee. Perusky enters center. A straight T, second down to nine from their own 35. 7-6, Bad X leading Ubley on offense. Left to right across your radio. And out to the third option. Logan Mueller tries to find. He has a seam. He has the first down all the way out to the 46-yard line. An 11-yard pickup for Logan Mueller. That's his first carry of the night. Just checked in two plays ago. Stop made by Badex's Keaton Brown out of the secondary. The free safety move the chains for the LB Bearcats. So a traditional, the first seven or eight weeks, that's been his spot where Matt Brandle's been on the end. And I don't think they like what they saw blocking-wise from the offensive line. So they moved Brandle back to that end position and moved Mueller back in the backfield, and that worked out really well. One of their best runs of the night goes to Logan Mueller. Just the fourth first down tonight for the Bearcats. Another handoff to Mueller. Same result this time. He's across the 35 and tackled all the way down to the 32-yard line by Griffin Meinhold for a 14-yard gain for Logan Mueller. Picking him up in chunks now. He's got 25 yards on two carries. And in typical ugly fashion, they get a big play. They go right back to it again, and they get an even better result. You see, they bring Mueller in. He's on that right side where Matt Brandle was, and all of a sudden, Matt Brandle now on the end, blocking. No more penetration on that side. The third option is Mueller around the left side, behind that left guard, and this time he cuts back to the right, and there is a lot of green space for him to roam. It takes the Bad X secondary to stop him, but not until a huge play, and now all of a sudden, in the, at the 32-yard line of Bad X, Ubley's got one of their better drives of the evening. Evan Peruski enters center from the 32 of Bad X, first and 10. Left to right across your radio on the right side of your radio. 
Hand off to Mark Heilig on the quick dive up. He gets across the 30, choked up down to the 29 for a three-yard gain. Stop made by Badex's Hayden Miles defensive tackle. 5'11", 190-pound junior. Gain of three, second down and seven. And that's what you want. Mark Heilig filling that Carson Haleski role from previous years in the middle of that wing tee. And traditionally, he's going to dive ahead quickly. They like the speed option because if he gets through that defensive line untouched, there isn't too many secondaries that are going to run him down. That time, Aiden Miles does a good job on the ground to chop him down. But Heilig's able to extend that body and get that three yards that this wing T offense wants on Straight first down. Straight T once again. This time is a quarterback keeper for Evan Bruski. He has a jersey being dragged down as Jack Hollingsworth would not let go. That jersey stretched like a cartoon about six yards, it felt like. And they're going to say a gain of a yard, according to the spot, down to the 29-yard line. Pulled that jersey right out. Third down, and there's still seven yards to go. Yeah, that uh, that undershirt or whatever it is he's wearing went from a size medium to a size extra large. It is just draped down, hanging down uh, as he tries to tuck it in. But a heck of a tackle there by Hollinsworth. He gets free in the backfield, does not fall for the fake, and Evan Pruski just can't outrun him enough. Really good stop in the backfield there for Hollinsworth. They put him down for no gain of the 29 still of Badax. Third down, seven to go, 350 left in the third quarter. It's seven to six Badax, ugly on offense, trailing by one point. Handoff to Mark Heilig up the middle. He's gearing close to that first down mark. Are they gonna mark? It looks like they're gonna give it to him by a yard. A gain of eight when they needed seven. Move the chains once again for the LB Bearcats. I definitely think he had the first down, but I don't think he had that full extra yard. I think it should have been down right at the marker, but a great run there by Mark Heilig. And now you're seeing how this offense is supposed to work. You see Logan Mueller come in, jumpstart this offense. All of a sudden, Evan Peruski gets a carry. They go right back to Mark Heilig. He explodes for a nice gain on third down and medium when they needed it. And a first down now is Ubley getting near the red zone. Working off the left hash, first and 10 from the 21-yard line. A handoff to Logan Mueller again, and it takes three blue jerseys to bring him down finally at the 14-yard line. After a seven-yard gain tackle made by Ben Nugent, the senior for Banax. Second down, three to go for the Ubley Bearcats. Now that offense firing on all cylinders. And you see that run play go to the left between the left guard and the left tackle. And as soon as Logan Mueller gets there, he cuts right back to the middle of the field, which he's done on all three of his carries. Cuts back to the middle, finds a lot of open space before the secondary chops him down, but he gets a full seven yards on first down. Two minutes, 45 seconds and counting here in the third quarter. Ubley trying to tack on a second score. It's a handoff to number 27, Mark Heilig. And looks like on a second effort, pushes his way all the way down to the 10-yard line. Finally stopped by Devin Howard, defensive end. Move the chains, a four-yard gain when it needed three. A new set of downs. This looks like it's going to be first down, goal to go from the 10-yard line. That was an impressive run. He was hit in the backfield by two different Bad X defenders. And when the third one came in, which was Devin Howard, he kind of hit him sideways and almost down the field and helped him stretch out that body, reach across that, and get to that 10-yard line where they put the nose of the football and a first down and first and goal from the 10 for the Albany Bearcats. Evan Bruski surveys the defense from the 10-yard line, first and goal to go. A quarterback keeper to the near sideline has a lead blocker, and he slipped in the backfield again. That's at least the third time, potentially the fourth, that Evan Bruski has slipped. His cleats are not holding there. Loss of two on the play back to the 12-yard line. Second down, goal to go from the 12. And he had 57 out in front of him. Makoviak, he grabbed his jersey and was literally going to use him as that lead blocker. 
pivot off of whatever direction, basically make sure Makoviak makes contact with that last defender and go and cut in front of him. And when he did that, you're right, Clark, he just completely slipped and fell onto the ground with no bad X defender near him. Loss of two. Spleen the hash marks. It's a handoff right to number 14, Logan Mueller. He leaps into the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley. They take the lead with a minute 31 left in the third quarter. The Bearcats on top for the first time tonight. It is Ubley 12, Bad X 7. As they march right down the field with four first downs and a one-for-one one on third down conversions. A huge drive covering 66 yards and take it off about six minutes off the board as well. And they punch in for the first time on offense. A more characteristic, more traditional Ubley uh, offensive drive right down the field. Logan Mueller provides a spark for his team with a couple big runs early. They reward him with an 11 or 12-yard touchdown run, and now up five after mixing the extra point. I think they got to go for two. And that's exactly what they're doing. A handoff to Logan Mueller again, very short, and he's down at the half-yard line. The two-point conversion, no good. So it remains a five-point ball game. Obli 12 on top for the first time. Bad X with seven with a minute 31 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Obley's kick from Brett Mueller comes in down to the 8-yard line into Blake Tulaski's hands. He's across the 20, and he's up at the 23-yard line for a 15-yard return for Tulaski, giving the Bad Axe the ball with a first and 10 from their own 23-yard line with a 77-yard field in front of them. Obley's, Obley's scoring drive, 5 minutes, 29 seconds, 66 yards. Four first towns in tow, a one-for-one one on third down, capped off with a Logan Mueller 12-yard run. The two-point conversion failed. Basically a five-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats, 12-7. to seven. Apparently at halftime, they decided Logan Mueller was going to save this game for Ubley, and what an impressive series by him alone. Four carries on that drive, 44 yards, and the important go-ahead touchdown for the Ubley Bearcats. First and 10, right to left cross your radio. The Bad Axe Hatchets now trailing for the first time tonight by five, 12 to seven. Keaton Brown is trying to go, or excuse me, Keaton Brown gets out for maybe a hard fought yard out to the 23 yard line. Tackle made by Aiden Makoviak. That is now 10 tackles for Makoviak tonight, leading all defensemen on both sides of the ball. Second down and nine from the 23. Just that power run to the right, and he's that's Keaton Brown, very patient, waiting for those blocks, looking for that hole to cut through. There wasn't one, and as he keeps drifting farther and farther outside, eventually Aiden Makoviak's able to cut him down for just a short gain on first down. On the top, Badax trying to gain momentum once again. The home crowd giving their support. Second down and nine, single wing to the right, back to pass. Brown looking downfield, nothing there so far. Now has cut back to the near sideline, throws it downfield. And this one's going to be incomplete at the 34-yard line. Pass was intended. Looks like that is Blake Tulaski. And we have a flag late in that play, which more than likely is conducive to a hold against the offense. Yeah, that penalty flag is in the backfield, Clark. And anytime a quarterback rolls out to the right, runs out of room and has to come back the other way, chances are there's holding. a holding call. On the offense, number 12. So that's going to be called against Evan Shank, the fullback out of the second, out of the backfield. 
And so an exactly situation like you just said, Dave. Well, it makes a ton of sense. Everybody's blocking with their back to the quarterback, and when he reverses the other way, their back's not to the quarterback anymore, and they can't let him go. And uh, Evan Shank is going to be penalized. And they're declining the penalty. So now third down and nine instead. That's, a, that's an interesting call, but it makes sense. I yeah. mean, you know that if, if Badex does not get the first down here way back in their territory, they're going to have to punt it away. But I, I'm a firm believer in making it second down and well over <laughs> 19. 19 yards. And uh, so Badex here, this is going to be interesting because the last time Keaton Brown threw the ball, he threw a, a pick six. But at some point, something's got something's to break here. And we have whistles, and it's going to be a timeout called by Cal Pokley and the Hatches, their first in the second half with 30 seconds remaining in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Oblis 12, Bad X 7 on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Third and nine, Badex comes out of their timeout and rolls in a play action. Keaton Brown to the near sideline, tries to hit Gerson Meinhold, a little out of reach. Incomplete, fourth down and nine. It's a little bit of a swing pass, right? So you see Griffin yeah. Meinhold and Keaton Brown in the backfield, and Griffin Meinhold, he just slides out to his left, almost shuffling to his left. Keaton Brown looks right the whole time, but it's designed swing pass to the left. But he tries to look off the defender, and when he throws it, Meinhold is still shuffling left, not going upfield. And Keaton Brown leads him upfield just enough where that ball falls incomplete. It's a punt from Griffin Meinhold and goes out of bounds at the Ubley 49-and-a-half-yard line. Not the best punt from Griffin Meinhold, and Ubley will have favorable field position right at midfield. A 50-yard field in front of him with a five-point lead, 12-7 to with 21 seconds left in this third quarter. No, and as a left-hander, I've seen you hit some wedges that looked like that, Clark, right that, off the that, shaft and out of bounds on the left, and you better hit it again. I think that's being generous. Well, maybe, but uh, as a left-hander, I've definitely seen you do that before. Yes. That was not the prettiest kick Griffin Meinhold's ever had. So that ball is going to start with the nose of the football at midfield and all momentum with the road team here as Ubley up five, 21 seconds to go in the third quarter, and they take over the football. Ubley at midfield at the 50. 21 seconds remain in this third quarter. Hand off to number 27, Mark Heilig. He goes right into a rugby scrum out to the 48 of Badax for a two-yard gain. And tackle made by Badax's 40, Jake McPhee. And we've reached the end of the third quarter with a five-point ball game. Ubley back on top for the first time tonight, though. 12 to 7. Ubley leads Bad X after three quarters of play on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. And on to the fourth quarter. It's the second and eight situation. In front of us here for the Ubley Bearcats, they lead by five points. Badax starts out this second half with two three and out punts. They have not had a first down since halftime. Ubley with a five point lead. And of course, their second, their first score of the night was an interception touchdown. As Evan Bruski took it in from 45 yards out. The second time was the Logan Mueller show with a 12 yard cap off of that drive. 
Makes it 12 to 7. Ugly by five. Now a second and eight inside Maddox territory. The 48-yard line now going right to left across your radio. Evan Bruski hands it off to Logan Mueller. He gets out for two yards out to the 46-yard line from the 48. Tackle made by Baddox is Blake Tulaski. Third down, six to go. Right back to the guy that's been carrying him this second half. Go back to Logan Mueller. Nice gain there on second down, but third down and medium. This is a big opportunity for the Baddox defense to try to get their offense another shot at retaking the lead. Third down, six to go. First down markers at the Bad X 40-yard line. Ubley in their road white uniforms, black jerseys, black helmets, black face masks, black numbers, orange outline. Evan Bruski under center, straight team, three men in backfield behind him. Correct keeper, he's out for the running, has the first down, down to the 35, down to the 30, and tackled all the way down to the 25-yard line. They're gonna mark him down to the 25, brought down by Blake Tulaski from the 46 down to the 25, a 21-yard pickup and a conversion on third down. Oh, what a play call as they show everything coming to the near side of the field, which would be the quarterback's left side. He fakes one pitch and then quickly turns back to his left, rotates and right up the field, and there is nobody there. Everybody sees the running backs going to the left. He fakes the pitch as quickly as he can, turns around to his right, and straight up the field, and then it's a foot race, and no slipping that time, Clark. Great cut down the middle of the field to get him an extra five more, and it's a big game for the Bearcats and a first down. On the edge of the red zone at the 25-yard line, trying to tack on their third score tonight. It's 12-7, to Ubley currently leading. They're on offense, trying to make this an even larger lead. Evan Bruski hands off to Colin Obersky. He lunges his way through that gap all the way down to the 21-yard line, a gain of four on the play. Jake McPhee cleans him up after that four-yard gain. Second down, six to go from the Bad X 21-yard line. That might be Colin Obersky's first carry since that fumble in the first half. You would be but correct. At, but at some point, second, excuse me, second. But at some point, you have to go back to him. You have to keep defenses honest, and you have to make sure that they're aware that he's still there. He's the senior running back on this team, and he can beat you just as bad as any of the other one can. But a nice gain on first down. He gets them four. Second and six from the 21-yard line. They need to get down to the 15. Evan Bruski waiting for the play clock to get under 10 seconds before snapping. There's the snap. Quarterback keeper to the left side. He has positive yards, has the first down, and drags his defenders all the way inside the 10-yard line down to the 9. Griffin Meinhold is the only man to slow him down for a 12-yard gain. Move the chains. First and goal from the 9. So typically when the quarterback in the wing tee, especially in Ubley, keeps it for himself, he goes through all three fakes in the backfield and then swings it outside to the weak side. In this case, it's the same play he hit him big with a couple plays ago. He shows a pitch to the right, spins to the left, the very opposite what he did the first time, and shoots right up the middle for another big game. Timeout called by Badax with 9.39 left in the fourth quarter. It's Badax with seven. 12 points for Ubley. It was 7 nothing. Maddox was leading. It's been 12 straight points, one offensive and one defensive touchdown for the Bearcats to give them this five-point lead. They're knocking on the door for the third time tonight, trying to make this at least a two-possession ball game. Dave Hansen, this is a completely change of the script from halftime. Badex fired on all 12 cylinders of that V12 in the first half, and now Ubley rolling out the V16. Oh, no kidding. They, but it started with the defense, and that's what Ubley has always been known for, is, is a tough running game, and they give nothing away on defense. Nothing comes for free, and the defense comes up big with a pick six.
939 left in the fourth quarter, 12 to 7. That is a good correction, Mr. Umpire. But as I was saying, that pick six changed the way this game was because Badax gets the ball right back, a quick punt, and then the offense goes right down the field and takes the lead. And now you're seeing the Ubley offense not only put together a second straight great drive in this second half, you're seeing them now choose some clock. Evan Bruski stands over top of his offense at the nine-yard line, first and goal to go. Three-man backfield ends a handoff to number 14, Logan Mueller. He's in untouched touchdown, Ubley. Logan Mueller from nine yards out, tacks on the third score for the Bearcats this evening. It's now Ubley 18, Badax 7. An 11-point lead, and they're going for one, trying to make this a 12-point ball game. And I, I like it. I, Mueller's had a, a really good year. That's Brett Mueller with the extra point attempt. Has had I a guess. really good year kicking the ball, and that one come out uncharacteristically low, and that allowed that front of Badax to get a block. But I, I like going right back to him here. Make this a 12-point game, and let your defense finish this job with 9.30 to go. Brett Mueller waiting to snap. Move the high snap. It is down. It is up. It is the distance by far, and the PAT is good. And Badex now trails by 12 points to the dominant Ubley Bearcats in the second half. It's Ubley 19, Badex 12 right here. Excuse me, Badex 7, a 12-point lead for Ubley right here on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley now striking in every facet of the ball game as they lead by 12 points, 19-7 with 9.32 as Mueller's kick, that's Brett Mueller's kick, comes down to the fence to the end zone for a touchback. He's fired up. The Ubley sideline is fired up. The Ubley crowd is fired up, and for good reason. As a 60-yard kick rolls into the end zone. Well, they, they had to go grab the extra point. The ball out of the parking lot out there by the road. He can really kick it when he's going, man, and that, that's big. The special teams can really flip the field and make things happen. Now, Badex with a long road ahead. They're down 12 points, nine and a half minutes to go. They've already burned through two, two timeouts, one remaining. But this game is literally down to this drive. If Badex doesn't score in this drive, this game is done because you're not stopping this bad or this hard, or the ugly offense with the way they're rolling. Badex has to come through here with a big drive. Single wing to the right, working in, splitting the hash marks. Left, right across the radio. Griffin Meinhold gets the direct snap, and he goes nowhere fast. Out from the 20 down to about the 22-yard line. Stop made by Ubley's Ethan Gillick, 6'2", 195-pound senior. Second down, nine to go. Badex had one of their better drives with Griffin Meinhold in the backfield, but every time he's been back there, he's taken the snap, and he's ran the football, and that time he gets it. He shimmies a little bit, but nowhere to go. He just falls forward, takes the yard that that ugly defense gives him, and that's all. Nice stop by that front four, front five of the Bearcats. Ubley's scoring drive, six minutes, 42 seconds, six plays covering 50 yards. Capped off with a Logan Mueller nine-yard run. The PAT from Brett Mueller makes it 19-7. Back to pass. Downfield, he has him open. Jack Hollingsworth was open at the 47, but it was overthrown from Keaton Brown, incomplete. And that's gonna bring up a third down and nine. Oh, and he had him by a step. He had Matt Brandle by a step, and 
just a little too much heat by Keaton Brown. Juiced up, throws over, throws him by about half a yard, just over his outstretched hand. You see Hollinsworth right down that left hash. Put one move on Brandle, and he just happens to get by him by a step. Just a hair overthrown. Could have been a huge play if he's hitting on the run. 8.45 left in the fourth quarter. Ubley 19, Bad Axe 7. 12-point differential, and Ubley holding Bad Axe to no first down so far in this second half. Spread formation, two receivers wide each way for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Keaton Brown in the backfield with Evan Schenk to his right. Back to pass, rolling to the near sideline, throws across the field, down to Jake McPhee. It's brought in at midfield. Jake McPhee still on his feet at the ugly 40, down to the 35, cuts across, down, finally tackled all the way down to the 24-yard line, brought down by Camden Peruski. That play started at the 21-yard line across midfield and inside the ugly red zone down to the 23-yard line. A huge flip of the script for the Bad X Hatchets. I love the patience and the vision that Keaton Brown shows in the backfield. They roll him out to the right, and I thought for sure in the slot he was going to find Griffin Meinhold, who planted his foot, had an out route. I think he had a completion for 10, but he finds the other slot receiver on the left side of the field coming back to the middle. That's Jake McPhee, and Keaton Brown throws it up for his receiver to go get it. McPhee goes up and beats the secondary and then run after the catch. was very impressive, too. Griffin Meinhold gets the direct snap, and suddenly the Bad Axe offense is ignited after that 56-yard reception into the hands of Jake McPhee from Keaton Brown as Griffin Meinhold gets out for five, maybe even six yards. They're going to mark him down for a five-yard gain. Second down in... And five to go, tackle made by Colin Oberski, defensive end for the LB Bearcats. And back to that last play, it was a throw it up and go get it type pass. And he's trusting that his guy, the bigger guy, the playmaker, is going to go get it. Mark Hyland had excellent coverage, elevates to go get it. But Jake McPhee, that much bigger, that much longer, was able to haul in that pass. And then Griffin Meinhold, a nice run to follow. Griffin Meinhold gets the direct snap, and he has a lane to run through. He's still on his feet, down inside the five, and finally drags his defender down. They're going to mark him down at the five-yard line for a third. 13-yard gain. Stop made out of the secondary. The free safety, Evan Bruski brings him down on second first down in this drive. And it's goal to go. First down from the five-yard line. Griffin Meinhold might be one of the best athletes in very little space. It just didn't seem like he was going anywhere, and he's just shifty enough to slide through the cracks, continue to move the ball forward, and just like that, he puts his offense down first and goal from the five. And we have a timeout called by the ugly defensive staff with 7.17 left in the fourth quarter. We'll stick with you here. And Dave Hansen, it's amazing what a passing game will ignite. Before this drive, Bad Axe had no first downs in the second half. Now suddenly they have two and they're knocking on the door. Well, I'm glad you didn't go to commercial because we're fired up up here. You don't want to smother our momentum either. But <laughs> that doesn't it, come it's, very it's, frequently. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't, Clark, but that, that was a big play and they needed it. They needed something, someone to make a play. The running game was stuffed. The Bearcats had made some adjustments. And what do they do? They find a guy that doesn't have a huge amount of offensive stats, and Jake McPhee, they throw it in his direction. He goes up and makes a play on the ball, and then makes a guy miss, gets a great block downfield, and Griffin Meinhold then back-to-back -back carries, gets some big yards down inside the five. This was a must-have drive for Bad X, and they are showing that they have that ability to make a play, but I love this timeout by the LB Bearcats. You got all three of regroup. them. Regroup. You got to regroup, and that's exactly right. And even if Bad X scores here, 
if Ubley makes it makes them take two or three or have all four plays, they're going to burn a ton of time. And that's what the Bearcats are trying to do here is get this get out of this game with a win. Doesn't have to be pretty. First down, goal to go from the five yard line. Single wing to the left, splitting the hash marks in the far right side of your radio. Hollingsworth wide left in the backfield. Meinhold gets the direct snap. He's going to run it in. He's down. Touchdown, Badax. Griffin Meinhold from five yards out with 7.13 left in regulation. Brings the Bearcat, or Bearcats within arm's reach for the Hatchets. It's now probably 19, Badax 13 with a PAT upcoming. It's a six-point ball game with 7.13 left in the fourth quarter. Too easy. They direct snap it to Meinhold, which every time he's in the backfield, it goes directly to him. There's no fake in it. It goes right to him. Power side is to the left. As soon as he gets the ball, he cuts back to the right, and there is a huge hole as he strolls into the end zone to make it a six-point game. Logan Miles, the holder for the PAT. It's a high snap. Griffin Meinhold has to bring it in for himself. He's rolling down to the five-yard line. It's going to be dive for the pylon. They're going to say no. It was out of bounds. The broken play results in no points as well, and Griffin Meinhold may be hurt on that as he fully extended out to reach for that pylon, and he's still rolling on the ground. 7-13 left in regulation, and it's a six-point ball game. Ubly 19, Bad X 13 will return in just a moment. So Badex marches 80 yards down the field in just two minutes and 19 second time. Taking two first downs and one for one on third down conversions. Camped off with a mine hold, a five yard run into the end zone. The PAT was a high snap. Griffin Minehold scoops it up, gets all the way down to about the quarter inch line as he lunged for that pylon and was short of the end zone line. And then he was injured as he fully extended for that pylon and he still being checked out by medical staff down at the goal line. And that's exactly right. I, I'm hoping it's not a head. I, I, I would like to think his ribs are exposed. It's a it's an abdomen-type injury, but they can't really tell. He's surrounded by a whole bunch of people down there. But now this changes things a little bit. He was their spark on that drive. The pass to Jake McPhee was big, but Griffin Meinhold cleaned up that drive for a very important score. And now in a six-point game, you're going to see him put the ball on a tee. And who else would kick it off in his absence but Jake McPhee? Of course. So Griffin Meinhold walking back to the bench. Seems to be okay. Looks like it may debut very well be right. A rib type injury. Jennifer Jones, nurse practitioner from Sure Health on the sidelines for the Bad Axe staff tonight. As Jake McPhee's kick is high and it comes in at the 15-yard line. Brought in by Mark Heiley. He's across the 25. Cuts back to the far sideline. Still on his feet. Across the 35. And it's finally going to be stopped with forward progress down to the 39-yard line. Stopped by the kicker, by the linebacker, by the defenseman, Jake McPhee. By the wide receiver, yes. Jake McPhee. Uh, what Pretty good kick for a guy that I'm guessing doesn't get too many reps in. As that thing flies down to the 15-yard line. Nice return by the... Ugly special teams. It took the kicker to bring him down, but this is where the Ugly Bearcats excel. Seven minutes to go, up six with the football. They're going to try to grind out a nice long drive that potentially finishes in a touchdown and try to seal this game up right here. First and ten for the Ugly Bearcats at their own 38-yard line. 
T-formation working off the right hash to the left side of your radio. It's a handoff to Logan Mueller. He's across the 45 and finally stopped at the 46-yard line by Lake Tulaski. An eight-yard pickup for Logan Mueller on first down. Brings up his second down in very manageable second down in two. They have not had an answer for Logan Mueller. That trap around the left side through between the left guard and left tackle, they have had a ton of success, and they're, they're pinching off Jake McPhee, who is normally the guy that's supposed to chop him down after a two-yard gain. But can't do it. Logan Mueller has found an opening, is moving well in space, and gets them eight yards on first down. And a couple first downs here is really going to put the pressure on the home team. Second down, two to go from their own 47-yard line. They get out to the 48-and-a-half. T-formation waiting for that play clock. Get under five. A fumble on the play. Evan Bruski grabs it. And, oh, Obli, Obli turns it over. Badax recovers as Evan Bruski slipped as he tried to go for the fumble recovery. And there is Badax to scoop it up. Evan Shank scoops it up at the Obli 39-and-a-half-yard, 39-yard line of short field on the plus side. And Badax is back on offense. Unbelievable. A fumble here. And then he slips yet again. An opportunity to cover up. And, and keep the drive alive. Instead, he slips. He's unable to move like he's stuck in mud. And Levita, Evan Shank dives on that ball. And just when I thought we already had the biggest play of the game, this becomes the biggest game play of the game. What have you done for me lately? And the Pax defense comes up with a huge turnover. And now they'll start at the 39-yard line of Ubley. On the plus side of the field, left to right across your radio, trailing by six points. 19-13, Ubley leading. Direct snap to Griffin Meinhold. Seems to be okay. Breaks out of that tackle. He's going to be brought down. Fumble on the play, and Ubley recovers it again. Ubley is back on offense at the 41-yard line as Griffin Meinhold, as he was brought down, popped that ball loose. And suddenly, here we are with Ubley back on offense. Two straight fumbles. Gives the ball back to the Ubley Bearcats. And keep up or get out. Holy cow. Here we go. Handoff. To Griffin Meinhold, he goes to the right, finds nothing, goes back to the left, and when he finds no room there, he cuts back to the right again. He runs into Chris Oswald, who is here, tries to wrap him up, punches the ball out, forces a fumble, and the Ugly Bearcats recover, and now they take over at their own 41-yard line. So no harm, no foul, I guess you could say. It's a handoff to Logan Mueller, and he's out all the way out for 10 yards. They're going to give him the first down to the Badax 49-yard line. Stop made finally by Keaton Brown of the Hatchets. First and 10, move the chains for the Ubley Bearcats with six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter and a six-point lead. Technically, Parker Bruski, his own teammate, probably gets more credit for that tackle as he was blocking out 11, Keaton Brown, and the running back, Logan Mueller, trips over the pile of them. But it's a huge first down, and just like that, if you can keep up, after back-to-back -back plays of fumbles and turnovers, Hubley now has the ball and a first down just inside midfield in Bad Axe territory. So swing momentum in both directions gives the ball back to the Ubley Bearcats with five and a half to play here in regulation. It's a six-point ball game, 19-13. to 13. Ubley on top, and Ubley on offense as a handoff to Mark Heilig, and he's out for nearly 10 yards again, all the way down to the 39-yard line stop by Keaton Brown. Mark Heilig moves the chains again on first down to give another first down. Back-to-back -back tackles by Keaton Brown is not a good sign for the Bad X Hatches. Keaton Brown plays deep safety for this defense, and he is the last resort. And if he's got to come up and make tackles, that means Ubley's already got 10 yards and another Set of reset of downs for the Ubley Bearcats as we roll under five minutes to go in this game with Ubley up six and the football. 
First and 10 from the Bad X 39-yard line. Same formation working three yards inside the right hash. Moving to the left side of your radio. Plugging off as much time off that clock as possible. There's the snap for Evan Peruski. Hand off to number 27 right up the gut. Mark Hiley gets out for just one yard at this time. Stop made by Jake McPhee, not letting him go any further. Down to the 38-yard line. We have a bad X player down on a second down and nine upcoming. As that is number 17, Jack Hollingsworth. Run right up the middle with Mark Heilig, and that's where Jack Hollingsworth slides over to try and make that tackle. And Mark Heilig hits him, and I guess Hollingsworth is in on the tackle, but I think Mark Heilig got the better end of that play. Uh, just a one-yard gain and a nice stop, but Hollingsworth paid for it with a big hit. So Hollingsworth, of course, plays linebacker for this bad axe defense. 19-13, ugly though, with momentum on their side, with the lead on their side, and the ball on their side. On offense right now, going to be facing a second down and nine with 4.39 left in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure what I'm going to say. I told you that Ubley doesn't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They've done it twice tonight. And just when I said they're in the driver's seat and in their best area, up six with the football late in the game to run the clock out, that's when the second turnover happened. So I would still like to think that after a mistake, their defense saves their tails again, and the offense now looking to try to run this clock out. And they've already got it down to four minutes and 39 seconds left to go in this game. Keep in mind, Bad X had to burn two timeouts throughout this second half, so only one left in their pocket. Advantage Bearcats. So on those two drives that resulted in fumbles, Ubley had the ball for a minute and two. Ubley had the ball for a minute and two, and then Bad X had the ball for six seconds. That's all it was, six seconds altogether. So, Ubley with a minute two resulted in a fumble after two plays. Bad Axe, six seconds after the very first play on offense, gives the ball back to the Ubley Bearcats. They started their own 41, and now they're at the Bad Axe 38-yard line, facing a second and nine as Hollingsworth comes off the field under his own power. And that's good to see. And hopefully uh, it's nothing major. He got the wind knocked out of him or something. Or he can back in there because even though he may not have a ton of tackles, he's important for filling the gap and try to stop this wing T offense. Evan Pruski hands off to Logan Mueller. Bounces off his first tackler. He's all the way out. He has the first down. Fumble on the end of that play. And they're going to say he was down. And they're going to move the chains. Tackle made by Bad X's number three. Logan Miles and move the chains from the 39 all the way down to the 27 yard line. 12 nice, yard pickup. Nice run there by Logan Mueller. He he was he was done in the backfield for no gain. Uh, number 60 Sam Haas had bounced him backwards and Logan Mueller just didn't go down and then ran around him and was able to cut up field and get another first down for Ubley here with 3:45 to go and a first down at the 27 yard line of Badex chewing some real clock up here making this comeback for Bad X become even tougher. First and 10 from the 27 chewing up as much clock. We're down to three and a half minutes left in the fourth. There's a handoff to Logan Mueller and it's going to be the same result. He's down to the 15 to the 10 and tackled all the way down to the seven yard line. Devin Howard as well as Griffin Meinhold on the stop. Griffin Meinhold seems to be a little beat up. They're going to mark him down at the eight yard line. So a 19 yard pickup. Logan Mueller, after having no carries in the first half, is over 100 yards with 10 carries, two touchdowns, and 105 yards. It's been a heck of a second half for him, and he's he's been the spark plug. He's been unstoppable on that carry. He's taken over at that right spot. You see Matt Brandle now. He's the guy that's 
helping block better, setting up these holes. And Logan Mueller is attacking the left side of that, right behind that left side of the offensive line, attacking the right tackle of Badax. And they have been unable to stop him this half. And Badax just spent their third and final timeout here with three minutes and two seconds left in the fourth quarter. Ubley on the verge of scoring again. Badax's defense has no answer for Logan Mueller, who's averaging 10 and a half yards per carry. And he has just 10 carries on the night for 105 yards and two scores. 3.02 left in the fourth quarter. Ubley 19, Badax 13. Dave Hansen, what can Badax possibly do to try and stop Logan Mueller? Well, he's run through the same gap every single time. It's not that Logan Mueller is running all different types of plays. They've simply trapped the defensive lineman every single time. Badex has no idea how to counter it, and he's just funneling through that same hole just off the left guard every single time. And it's gone for about 10 yards a crack every single time he's gone through it. And if you're Badex, you almost if, – if you're – if you're not going to get away from that trap, you simply have to cheat somebody else over there and at least take it away. Gamble that that play is coming. And typically, Ubley likes to run that play back-to-back. -back. So don't be surprised here after Mueller with a big carry. They go right back to him one more time to see if Badax has figured it out yet. Ubley has four first downs on this drive alone. They started their own 41-yard line, with, and that was three minutes and three seconds ago. 19-13, Ubley leading by six points over the Bad Axe Hatchets in week number nine. Most importantly for Ubley, they've used a ton of clock, and they've forced Bad Axe to use that final timeout. That last time opportunity to stop the clock is now gone, and now Ubley can attempt to either make this a two-score game or run the clock out here. Hand off to Logan Mueller, bounces off his first tackler. His second tackler can't slow him down either, but they say Ford Progress has him stopped at the five-yard line. So it's now going to be a second down, goal to go after a three-yard gain. Blake Tulaski on the stop. In typical ugly fashion, they go right back to the guy that just did it on the play before and see if Badax can stop it. Badax did a pretty good job there, but what I like is they stood him up. And what happened earlier in the game when they stood up a running back? They got the strip. So keep in mind, they may attack that again. So if you're the ugly running back, you got to stay low, get low, and know that it's okay to go to the ground. No need to fight for extra yards. You already got the six-point lead. Don't be the hero. Take care of the football, and you'll be all right in this game. Three men in the backfield. Evan Bruski in her center from the Bad X five-yard line. Second down, goal to go. Less than five on the play clock. Evan Bruski hands off to Logan Mueller. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley, with 2.08 remaining in the fourth. But we have a flag flying from the back judge. And this very well made to get that touchdown for the Ubley Bearcats. I thought I saw a signal of a face mask. Could that be right? I'm not quite sure exactly what is they're trying to figure out as it came from the back judge, which is typically not your hold. As the, the near sideline judge came in with a touchdown signal. Yeah the, flag, yeah, the flag came from the back of the end zone, thrown into the line. And I, it's already a dead giveaway. Ubley's backing off. This is going to be on the Bearcats. So that touchdown from Logan Mueller will more than likely be negated here on a some sort of penalty. And the bad act, a, a, based on how far Ubley's back, this is going to be 15 yards. So it's personal foul against the Ubley Bearcats. And it's a block in the back is what we're hearing. With 2.08 remaining in the fourth, Ubley trying to tack on another score here, but a flag currently not allowing them to do that. 
The only good news here for the Albany Bearcats is this leaves a whole lot of green grass for them to try to burn out this clock now and not even allow the Bad Axe Hatchets to get another chance with the football. So it was a 10-yard penalty, a block in the back against the Albany Bearcats. Block in the back on the offense. Still second down. So, touchdown does not stand. 2.08 remaining in the fourth, still 19 to 13, Ubley leading by six points, and second and goal to go from the 11 yard line. That's, uh, with only a couple of yards to go to the end zone, you don't see block in the back happen very often with three, four yards to go to the end zone, but uh, could be a break for the Hatchets, but now there's 11 yards of room to run for the Ubley Bearcats to try to run some more of this clock. Quarterback, quarterback keeper for Evan Peruski has the seam. He's in untouched. Touchdown, Ubley. Evan Peruski from 11 yards out. Tacks on another score. It is now Ubley 25, Bad X 13, with 2.02 remaining in the fourth quarter. Ubley now dominating this game with a 12-point lead. Two-point conversion would make it 14. A PAT would make it 13. And frankly, Dave, I don't think really it matters. It doesn't now. Bad X needed to stop there. They've already used all their timeouts, so they can't utilize the middle of the field now when they try to make this comeback. But they needed to stop there. They got a penalty. They gave him a chance. But uh, Evan Peruski makes him pay. Keeps it for himself, which he hasn't done much this half. So they were setting that play up. And he scrambles around the left sideline after selling all of his fakes and goes untouched as he strolls into the end zone. And as you said, the Bearcats now take a 12-point lead as they are going to line up and go for the two-point conversion. Trying to make this a 14-point ball game. It's currently 25 to 13 with 2.02 left in the regulation. Wing T to the left is Evan Peruski rolling to his left and he's gonna be brought down for the sack back at the 14 yard line. Jack Hollingsworth brings down Evan Peruski for the loss. The two point conversion fails. It remains a 12 point ball game. 25 to 13 with 2.02 remaining in the fourth quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Miller's kick comes down to about the 10-yard line, brought in by Blake Tlaski, gets out for seven yards. Tackle made by Ubley's 27, Mark Heilig. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatches with a minute 55 left in the fourth quarter. 25 to 13, Ubley by 12 points. Well, with, with a minute 55 to go down two scores, it's, it's an incredibly, almost impossible task here for Bad Axe. It's going to take some very heroic plays to make this comeback with no timeouts. And uh, it looks like uh, Meinhold, as we're getting updated, is, is nursing some kind of shoulder injury. He's not even in the game. So now Keaton Brown's going to go in the shotgun with Devin Howard, keeping him company and two receivers each direction. In the spread formation in the shotgun, back to the pass to Jake McPhee on the screen. That bubble screen out to the far sideline is caught, and he runs out of bounds. After having the first down earlier, going to say he ran out of bounds at the 26-yard line. So a nine-yard pickup there for Jake McPhee. Stops the clock with a minute 50 left. A 12-point differential. Bad X trails by two possessions. Second down eight. Uh, second down two to go after an eight-yard pickup. Yeah, he looked like he uh, he stepped out of bounds just short there. But just a swing pass. You see Jake McPhee in the slot uh, with a wide receiver to his left. That wide receiver sprints down the field. The defense playing soft coverage. So McPhee just kind of turns and shows his number to the quarterback. Easy throw and catch, and he turns it upfield for a quick eight yards and, most importantly, stops the clock. 
Second down, two to go, rolling to his right. Keaton Brown looking down to pass. Nothing there. Now throws it down to midfield, and this one falls incomplete. Overthrown for Jack Hollingsworth at the 45-yard line. Hollingsworth was at the 49. Incomplete stops the clock with a minute 43 left. Now Badax facing a third down and two. And if you, do, if you are not hearing sideline microphones, it's actually because it's so cold out, both of our microphones have died. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's too bad for us. But, yes. <laughs> but uh, we see Keaton Brown uh, stand in the pocket. Nobody there rolls out to his right, buys some time, which is uh, what you like to see. It's what a good quarterback does. And Hollinsworth's route was over, and you can see some hand communication. Hollinsworth takes off down the field. Keaton Brown lets it go, but just a little too far, and it's over his head, incomplete. Minute 43 left in regulation. 12-point lead for the Bearcats. Screen pass to the near sideline to Jake McPhee. It's caught. He's at the 30-yard line and has nowhere to go. Now he runs out of bounds. Actually can stay inbounds at the 34-yard line. A nine-yard pickup stops the clock to move the chains. Tackle made by Ubley's 22, Kyle Sweeney. Move the chains, a third down conversion with a minute 32 left. Now, at least they got the first down, so the clock will stop momentarily as the, as the chain gain moves, uh, moves on, but... I'd like to see him get out of bounds, but Badex does a good job of hurrying up to the line and get the play in quickly. Screen pass again to Jake McPhee to the far sideline. This time he has the first down. He's still on his feet at midfield, and he's dragging defenders with him, and now he looks like he went out of bounds. They're going to say at the 49 of Ubley. So a 17-yard pickup. They're going to say he was inbound, so stops the clock momentarily, move the chains again, second first down of this drive. First and ten from midfield. He had every opportunity to go out of bounds. He had no interest as he makes guys miss, stays in the, stays down the sideline, but in bounds, so the clock will run as soon as the uh, chain gang gets set. Looks like Evan Schenk is down with an injury now. He checks out. First down and ten, less than a minute to play. For Badax number 25, Alex Andrich checks in and replaces Schenk. Keaton Brown options out to number 44, Devin Howard. Has room to run. He's dragged down and lunges for the inbounds. He's going to be tackled inbounds to the 40-yard line for a 10-yard gain. They're going to say stop the clock to move the chains. Tackle made by Kyle Sweeney again for the LB defense. After a 10-yard gain, another new set of downs. First and 10 for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Stops the clock until the chains can get in position. Devin Howard there diving and trying everything he could to get to the sideline. Can't do it, but he does get a first down, so the clock stops momentarily, but now it's running as we roll under 30 seconds to go in this game. Spread formation. Keaton Brown in the shotgun has Devin Howard to his left. It's going to be a direct snap to Brown. He's going to keep it for himself, and he's spinning out his first tackle, and he's going to be upended at the 36-yard line after a four-yard gain, and he's going to be tackled, and the clock continues to roll down. Tackle made by number 27. That's Mark Heilig for the... Ubley defense, and we are under 10 seconds, and that is going to do it. The Ubley Bearcats come from behind as Badax tries to run up to the line of scrimmage to get one more playoff before this buzzer goes off, and they do get it in, and they throw downfield to Jack Hollingsworth. It is incomplete. Nice coverage there from Matt Brandle, and this game is over. The Ubley Bearcats come from behind, and they win by 12 points, 25-13, to 13, a 12-point victory for the Bearcats, a perfect undefeated regular season. From the Ugly Bearcats, the East wins over the West in the final week of the regular season. And the Ugly Bearcats move into the postseason with a 9-0 record and more than likely a number one seed in their district in Division 8. You're listening to the W and W Sports Network. We'll return in three minutes.
Final score in the final week of the regular season, the Ugly Bearcats victorious on the road, coming from behind to take out the Bad Axe Hatchets. Ugly 25, Bad Axe 13. A 12-point victory to complete the perfect regular season. 9-0 for the LB Bearcats. And Dave Hansen, how would you tell us how we got to this 25-13 final score? No problem, Clark. At the end of the first quarter, no score in this game. And in the second quarter, just one score. And it came from the Bad Axe Hatchets. Keaton Brown, four-yard touchdown run. The mine hold extra point is good. And at the half, Bad Axe would lead this game 7 to nothing. Early in the third quarter, Ubley gets on the board first. Thanks to a defensive touchdown, pick six by Evan Peruski takes it 45 yards to the house. The PAT is blocked, but and Bad X would still lead seven to six with 9:35 to go in the third quarter. Before the third quarter would be over, though, Logan Mueller would give Ubley its first lead of the game with a 12-yard run. The two-point conversion is no good, but at the end of the third quarter, Ubley leads Bad X 12 to seven. In the fourth quarter, Ubley strikes again. Logan Mueller for the second time, this time from nine yards away. The Brett Mueller PAT is good, and Ubley pushes their lead 19-7 with 9.32 to go. But Badax would respond in a hurry, and after a big catch and run by Jake McPhee sets up the Griffin-Meinhold five-yard run. The extra point is no good, and Ubley would still lead Badax 19-13 with 7.13 to go in the game. And with two minutes to go, Ubley drives all the way down the field. That drive capped off with an 11-yard touchdown run by Evan Perusky. The two-point conversion would fail, and Ubley would be able to hold their lead 25-13 to for a 12-point victory over the Bad Axe Hatchets. A perfect 9-0 in the regular season for the Ubley Bearcats. Bad Axe drops two straight. After starting out 7-0, the Bad Axe Hatchets finish 7-2 on the regular season, entering the playoffs next week. Dave Hansen, this was an impressive game from both teams. Bad Axe could not do a dang thing wrong in the first half, and then Ubley did the same thing in the second half. Completely changed the script, completely flipped the script, in favor of the Bearcats, and when it all said and done, the Bearcats find their ninth victory on the road against a very tough Bad Axe Hatchet squad. No doubt, but uh, it's part of what nobody talks about. It's part of what makes Ubley such a tough team to beat. They have a veteran coaching staff, guys that have been around the game forever, former coaches still on this staff. I, I saw Bill Sweeney here. I saw Dave Kaufman here. They just love it. They can't get enough of it. They're here. They're they're in in the in Coach Eric Sweeney's ear. They have just so many great voices talking to this team. When they go into the locker room, there's a lot of respected voices talking to these kids, and they listen and they made the pro- appropriate changes. Again, this is a high-powered offense scoring 47 points a night that couldn't find the end zone once in the first half. They put up 25 in the second half, and they find themselves winning this game by two scores and completely flipped this game around, and they were able to ignite that running game with Evan Peruski and Logan Mueller. The LB Bearcats ended up with 42 plays and 270 yards of offense, three touchdowns and two turnovers. For the Banax Hatchets, 51 plays, that's nine more. 280 yards for the Banax Hatchets, that's 10 more yards than the LB Bearcats, two touchdowns and two turnovers for the blue and gold. When the rushing came in for the Bearcats, they didn't even complete a single pass. They're 0 for 2 through the air. Everything was on the ground. 40 carries, 270 yards, 2 fumbles, 3 touchdowns, average 6.8 per carry for the LB Bearcats. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, 39 carries, 189 yards on the ground, 2 touchdowns, average 4.8 per carry. 
and one fumble through the air, four for 12, and one interception for 91 yards for Keaton Brown and the Hatchets. No touchdowns through the air. And the rushing attack for the Ugly Bearcats led by Evan Peruski with 14 carries, 114 yards, one score, and one fumble. Carried the ball 35% of the time, averaged eight yards per carry. Logan Mueller, all in the second half, 11 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Averaged 9.7 per carry, carried the ball, ended up 28% of the time, like I said, in all in the second half. Mark Heilig, 10 carries, 34 yards for him. Kyle Nabrowski, 4 carries, 9 yards and 1 fumble. And Matt Brandle, 1 carry for 6 yards. Through the air, Evan Bruski, 0 for 2, but no interceptions. Impressive stats there, especially when considering what they looked like at halftime. No doubt about it. They made the the right changes at the half, completely flipped this, flipped this game on its, on its head, and... The offense rediscovered the running game, starting with Logan Mueller and Evan Peruski. They, they single-handedly carried this team on offense. But, uh, yeah, the defense also doesn't get enough credit there. They, they completely took bad acts out of their element, out of their comfort zone. And, you know, ugly going into the playoffs with nine straight wins. And after 7-0 and start, the bad acts hatchets are stumbling into the playoffs, losing two straight. Not exactly how Bad Axe wanted to get into the postseason, but certainly they are in the postseason. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, Griffin Meinhold led the rushing attack with 15 carries for 79 yards and a score and one fumble. Keaton Brown, 12 carries, 40 yards and a score. Devin Howard, 5 carries, 36 yards. Evan Schenck, 6 carries for 33 yards. And Blake Tulaski, 1 carry for 1 yard. Keaton Brown through the air, 4 for 12, 1 interception for 91 yards. Jake McPhee bringing in all 4 receptions for 91 yards. Other targets, three for Meinhold, two or three for Hollingsworth, and one for Tulaski. Of those seven, none were completed. On the defensive side of things, Ubley ends up with 45 tackles, including one tackle for a loss, one interception, one defensive touchdown, one tip pass, and one fumble recovery. The only stat they were missing is a sack. The Bad Axe Hatchets, 37 tackles, no tackles for a loss, one sack, no interceptions, no touchdowns, no tip passes, but two fumble recoveries, one which they gave back on the very next play. Leading the defensive attack, Aiden Makoviak with 10 tackles, one tackle for a loss. Mark Heilig, eight, uh, eight tackles for him and one fumble recovery. Ethan Gillig, seven tackles. Camden Peruski, six tackles. Evan Peruski, four tackles, one interception in the touchdown. Matt Brandle, one tip pass to go along with his three tackles. Kyle Sweeney with two tackles as well as Seth Maurer. For the Bad Axe defense, Jake McPhee led the hitter attack with seven tackles and one fumble recovery. Griffin Meinhold and Blake Tlaski each with five tackles. Keaton Brown, Evan Schenk, and Jack Hollinsworth, as well as Devin Howard, each with three tackles. And Evan Schenk also brought in the other fumble recovery. Yeah, lots to go around here. P- pretty even distribution on the offensive side by Baddocks, which makes them always so good. Ubley attempted that, but they had to scrap that because Colin Obersky just didn't have it. Matt Brandle um, went back to the offensive line, and that was part of the change that they made on offense. They put him back on the end, which is where he's played all year. They bring Logan Mueller back in, and he jump starts the offense with a big run and follows it up with another and another, and it just happened the entire second half. More 10-yard carries for Logan Mueller, and that jump started, and that opened the door for Evan Peruski then to really feed off him. That's where he is at his best. When the running game gets going, Evan Peruski is the guy that makes you pay because eventually when you get so focused on these running backs, Evan Peruski is the guy that makes that big keeper and changes this game around. On the other side, for the Bad X Hatchets, I hope Griffin Meinhold isn't too hurt there. It looked like that shoulder was really bothering him. Wasn't in on the last series. But uh, Keaton Brown was 0 for his first 7 or 8 passes before he hit that 59-yard strike down the field to Jake McPhee to give them to set up that second score. And after that, he completed three swing passes in the no-huddle offense 
Otherwise, their passing game was completely shut down and definitely a weakness we thought of the Albany Bearcats. They would struggle against the pass. They struggled against Harbor Beach's passing game. Worried that that would be an issue. Wasn't tonight. They completely shut it down. That completion to Jake McPhee was a 50-50 ball that Jake McPhee went up and won for his team. So uh, that would really help because when Badax needed a pass, needed something to change things up, it was not there. The LB defense blanket him. Both teams with 13 first downs tonight. Ubley 2 for 6 on third downs. Bad X 5 for 11 for 45%. Ubley 33%. Fourth down conversions. Both teams 1 for 2. Time possession went in favor of the Bad X Hatchets, actually, with 27 minutes and 13 seconds compared to Ubley's 20 minutes in 47 seconds. Yeah, that can be a misleading stat, but Bad X dominated time possession in the first half, and it only allowed them one score. Where And then Ubley in the second half, they scored quite quickly, and then Bad X was on the offense quite often. But didn't only showed one more score in the second half. So uh, tough decision had to be made while we we're discussing it. And when it comes down to it, your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game is going to go to Evan Peruski. And as big of a spark plug and a shame as it is that there isn't two of them, Logan Mueller could and should get it. This uh, turnaround for the Albany Bearcats, the true ignition to the comeback, started with the pick six, and it was taken to the house by none other than Evan Peruski. Great finish by this Ubley Bearcat defense, and they are. This was a good test for them. The probably only realistic big time test that they had this year. They've shown that they can beat the best in this area, and they're going to roll into the playoffs with a lot of momentum on their side. So Evan Pruski, your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game with 14 carries for 114 yards, one touchdown and one fumble, carrying the ball 35% of the time for the Bearcats. And on defense, to go along with that, four tackles, one interception, which he took in from 45 yards out in for the score. Your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game, if you're looking for the new models, Chevrolet, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads and other area scores here. Let's take you through. In eight-player football, the Morris Orioles take out the Deckerville Eagles. At least they're well on their way. Morris leading 60-18 to 18 in the fourth quarter. The Orioles over the Eagles in week number nine. Akron Fairgrove blanks Caseville 42-0 for their second victory of the season. Caseville finishes the year 0-9. Peck beats Ashley 60-14. And then in eight play, eleven player football, last we heard, Lakers was leading fifty-five to six over Tawas. The running clock for that entire second half. Algonac and Marlette, Marlette doubling up Algonac, twenty-eight to fourteen there. Carroll leading Burton Bendel, fourteen nothing. That was in the first quarter. And Cass City in the fourth quarter leading Bert Beaverton, forty-three to nothing. Final score in Reese, a close one. Reese beats Sandusky by three points, thirty-five to thirty-two. Reese holds off Sandusky and probably one of the most surprising scorers in this entire night. I don't know if I'm more concerned for Reese going into the playoffs or what a good sign for the future for the Sandusky football team there. That That is a great showing for them because I kind of thought they had cashed it in. They had a couple nice wins here towards the end, but great to see them in Reese, push Reese to the limit, a team that won a share of the Greater Thumb West. Impressive showing there. And uh, I think we got one more game for you to call. And Harbor Beach in USA in USA. Harbor Beach 22, USA 6. Is that a final? I have not heard. That's the last I've heard. 29 to 6 is the final there for the Harbor Beach Pirates winning in USA to complete the regular season at a 6 in 3 record. USA finishes the year at 2 and 7. I have not heard anything from the Brown City Vassar game as well. 
It's Dave Hansen. Final thoughts here from the final week of the regular season. Uh, congratulations to the Albany Bearcats on a 9-0 and perfect start in the regular season. Uh, wish them good luck in the playoffs. They, they showed that uh, even when things don't go their way, they are still the best team in the area and uh, come into Bad Axe here with a lot of expectations. And Bad Axe really kind of slapped them around in the first half, but uh, they were unable to keep that momentum. Albany makes the proper changes at halftime. Bad Axe lost in the second half. But, and I got to say, a 7-0 and start for the season for the Bad Axe Hatchets, I don't think anybody saw that coming. So they were off to a really impressive start. At tough luck last week against Lakers. Lakers played a phenomenal game, and so it took Ubley a really impressive second half to turn on and beat this team. This is a tough Bad Axe team, but they need Griffin Meinold healthy next week because their playoff road is significantly tough. They drive it. No matter what happens, Division 7 is loaded. They're going to have some tough draws early and often in the playoffs. And so it all depends on, of course, how every other team does tonight. That Reese winning over Sandusky will more than likely give Reese the number one seed in their district in Division 7. So more than likely, it depends on who that fourth team is going to be in the district. But you're more than likely going to have Reese, Lakers, Bad Axe. And is it going to be Hemlock? Is it going to be Montrose? Is it going to be... You know, what's that fourth team going to be in that Division 7 district? We don't know until Saturday or Sunday at 6.30. But what we do know is Bad Axe, you know, if it is Hemlock, very well they could be hosting the Hemlock Huskies here in week one of the postseason. And I think that would be a really good thing for them. Go ahead and let Lakers and Reese potentially battle that thing out. And if you can get by Hemlock, you can try to pick apart whatever team is left there and, and potentially get yourself a district championship, which would be an awesome game for uh, for anybody to watch. And then that brings us to Division Eight's possibilities. And this one is more cut and dry here for both teams, uh, for, for the Ubley Bearcats, I should say, as Ubley will be the number one seed in the district in Division Eight for the local district, and they have Cass City, Marlette, and Harbor Beach. And more than likely, it's going to be Ubley and Cass City in week number one, and then Marlette in Harbor Beach going head-to-head. And chances are Harbor Beach will have to go on the road to Marlette for that week one game, and Cassidy will be traveling to Cassidy will be traveling to Ubley. Yeah, and, that, and I've, for Ubley's sake, Cassidy's the team that I didn't want to draw if you're them. They are as hot as anybody right now. They're a very young team, but they have come together here in this second half, and that is going to be a really quality football team that's going to play the Albany Bearcats and test them right out of the gate. That team's come on strong in the last four or five weeks. Well, you think about it, they started out 0-3, and ever since they won five of their last six games to finish the season to get into the playoffs. At one point, we weren't quite sure if Cassidy was even going to make it into the playoffs. Oh, I, I think after the 0-3 start, I, I don't know if there was anybody that believed that Cassidy was going to make the playoffs, but a very young team, very sophomore-loaded, senior-light team, and they bought into the Cuthrell system, and they are playing well, and they are going to may not be the most talented, may not be the most physical team, but they work together, they're fundamentally sound, and they're going to challenge this ugly Bearcats team next week. And uh, if that's the game we cover, I can't wait to see it. And, of course, we'll know all the details uh, once the playoff picture is released by the MHSA this Sunday evening. We typically have the strong side taking place this Sunday, uh, Sunday night for a two-hour postseason special. Unfortunately, that is not going to be happening. The strong side will return next Sunday at 7 p.m. for the breakdown of the first week of the postseason. For the strong side's return next week, we do not have a strong side this Sunday. Tell your friends if there's questions out there. No strong side this Sunday, but a strong side coming back 
next Sunday with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, and Paul B. Adams. And trust me, we'll still have a ton to talk about. We'll we'll have some results from Week One's playoffs. It'll be a ton of great matchups to cover and uh, to look forward to as well. So of course we'll have the final uh, schedule for you. Check out our social media. Check out our website wlwsports.com for all the latest and the greatest uh, what the schedule is going to look like for that postseason road to Ford Field as we are now officially there. Dave Hansen, final thoughts from Bad Axe, Michigan, week number nine. Uh, a, a great football game, and as advertised, it, it was a battle all through the whole game. And Bad Axe got off to the early start, and Ubley turned it on at the end and was able to pull ahead with a two-score lead. And congratulations to both teams, and good luck in the playoffs. We'll be following you and wishing you the best, and uh, let's hope uh, one or a couple of our teams make a really nice run in the playoffs. Tonight's game was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Anchor Valley Services. DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator, and uh, and Air Conditioning of Bannex, Rainey's Hunting Center, 269 Guns. The Heron Daily Tribune, North Star Bank, guiding the way. Heron Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Ubley Motor Service, Smigalski Funer Home, Bayport State Bank, and Sure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here tonight, in the second row, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole. Uh, a little tight booth here with Thumb Tailgater tonight, but we did. Doug did great as usual. Not even be able to see the field and giving us spot-on stats as usual. Dave, uh, Dan Banky, our spotter from the other side of the booth, doing a great job as usual. Great to have him back this week. In-game analysis, Dave Hansen. Excellent job per usual. And my name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. We certainly did. It was a thriller and a tale of two halves. But when all said and done after 48 minutes of play, the Ubley Bearcats take the win. 25-13 for a perfect 9-0 regular season. On to the playoffs. The road to Fort Field begins right now. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.